You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, July the 14th of 2022. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making it your first listen of the day. I'm Lucas Smith, the Cardinal Enthusiast. That's J.D. Haffron over there, the other Cardinal Enthusiast of the show. Happy Thursday for the first time this week, J.D. It's not a victory Thursday, but happy Thursday nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, in, I'm in mostly black today <laughs> because... We we as a as a as a nation ha- have lost uh, the sage lost. Poor sage. It's, it's sad. Yeah. It's it, it, it's sad. Now the, the sky is not falling. It's not the end of the world. But uh, a tough one last night, brother. Man, that one stung. You go from arguably one of the the wins of the year, at least the moments of the year, at the packing knot and bases loaded, nobody out. You know, a lot of momentum. Whoa, the Cardinals beat the Dodgers, and then you go to last night when. You can make an argument for the loss of the year. And the Cardinals have had a few candidates of those this season as it's been yeah. somewhat painful. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with the same props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. JD, I'll have more on Bet Online in just a little bit. But got to start with the bullpen because yesterday's bullpen, just plain and simple, did not have it. You know, characters that usually have it don't. We've seen more and more uneasiness, if you will. From Giovanni Gallegos. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we didn't warn everybody right. yesterday when Gallegos comes into a game with a one-run lead. Everybody, and I mean everybody, whether it's ownership, the the upper management, Ali Marmol, everybody should be sweating bullets because it, he just doesn't make things easy. Like, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a clean Giovanni Gallegos uh, inning. Right. Like it just has not been there for him. And uh, specifically in the last four outings, I think it was, where uh, he's given up at least one run yep. in his last four appearances. And, and again, he's pitching up in the zone. And unless you're throwing Helsley heat where you're, at, you're in triple digits, it's hard to live up there. And he got burned again last night. And this is not to say that they're, they're pitching against easy offense, and we understand the Dodgers are the Dodgers, but you still have to be able to beat the best to be the best, right? And if the Cardinals have yeah. World Series aspirations, which I was watching an MLB Network feature on them yesterday. I think they were on MLB Network last night, so they, you know, social social media, check that out on MLB Network Twitter. They were talking about how this, their goal is to win a championship. And I'm sure a lot of Cardinals mm-hmm. fans and Cardinals followers and maybe national followers would kind of balk at that take. Like you think you're going to win a world, you know what I'm saying? Just because of how the bullpen has yeah. performed. And last night, I think that the biggest culprit, for lack of a better phrase, was Genesis Cabrera. Just didn't have it. When he doesn't have it, he does not have it. Had to pull him earlier than, than you might expect. I think that you mentioned over, you know, we were talking that they probably expected him to go two. He's not able to do that. Just a painful night for Cabrera, who doesn't hasn't had many of those this season. No, and there's going to be hiccups mm-hmm. along the way. Um after what they okay, so we know how things got a little goofy on Tuesday night, right? Okay, we know that the the the, the plan where where they moved people around and Hicks had to start and all this, and we knew that there had to be some kind of some kind of plan there. And I I truly believe after everything they went through that night, last night you were hoping to get six seven innings maybe even out of Wainwright. They were hoping they didn't have to use all these guys. Right. That the, they really weren't trying to. It's not like they were like. You know what? This this was a great idea. Let's throw Junior Fernandez. They didn't want to. Okay, that was. I don't think that was part of the plan whatsoever. 
But as we mentioned, we were like, okay, Wainwright, you're going to have to go along with him. That didn't happen. Okay. He, uh, he struggled to uh, get out of the fifth inning. You know, he was, um, he, his pitch count was up early. And so you're already, you're already cutting the game down there. So you're like, okay, now we got to get four innings worth of outs out. Hennis Cabrera, who did not have to pitch the previous night, struggles, throws, just, you got wild Cabrera, which again, you said you'd ha- you hadn't seen a lot of them yet this year, of course, but every once in a while that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So instead of throwing two innings, he's only to get what, two thirds of an inning is what, is what he ended up getting out of. So that was bad. And that just kind of torpedoed how the end of the game was going to roll. And unfortunately it didn't work out for the Cardinals and uh, it did for the Dodgers. No, I think everything is a, is a reaction to the thing before, right? You, you look at the bullpen no. with Hicks being down for this series, Oviedo's because you probably would have seen Oviedo in the situation instead of Fernandez if Oviedo was available, right? Because we're starting to see Junior Fernandez not, maybe not show his true colors, but show us the colors he was showing beforehand, right? The, the, the struggling Fernandez can't find the zone, all these different things. So Oviedo was down, Hicks was down. I didn't expect Oviedo to pitch on, on Tuesday. I thought it was just going to go straight from mm-hmm. Hicks to Liberator. Ended up not, you know, that's not how it worked out, which is in theory fine, right? But when you have Adam Wainwright throw 100-plus pitches through only five innings, like you said, then you know that you're going to have to get, I think it was ended up being three and a, two-thirds of an ounce out of the bullpen, out of a depleted bullpen. One that is down yeah. Hicks, one that is down Oviedo, one that is going to rely on Drew Verhagen, one that is going to rely on TJ McFarland. You know, the mm. names that mm. that just aren't really <laughs> positive names for the St. Louis Cardinals <laughs> at all. You saw Packy Naughton come in, not give up an earned run. He got a strikeout in two-thirds, so you see Packy Naughton's um, excitability and his, his trust continue to rise. i got to give a shout-out real quick. Uh, Jeff Snyder liked on Dodgers uh, and Vince as well, but Jeff made his quote. He thought that Packy Naughton was in witness protection program, but got a bad CIA agent because he picked a bad name because it's Packy <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny so I thought that I'd shut that out but when you got to rely on guys like Verhagen and Fernandez you know Fernandez has been nice but Verhagen man I don't know his area has ballooned up to 6.86 he gives up two earned in, in, in one innings worth of work when Matt comes back he's got to be the one to go doesn't he I would assume so. Okay. <laughs> Barring any injury of any sorts, I would assume that's what would happen. But and it's it was a bummer too because he got the first two guys. Right. You know, it was yeah. a, we were we were like we were like uh oh yeah. uh oh Drew okay all right let's get there uh, no no and then it just went like that and then then you get the home run and you're like all right it's six to two we can live with this but dude really right. <laughs> again and. Um, and again, that started things down a bad path mm-hmm. too, because uh, you know if you got a guy out of that inning clean, you're still up six nothing. You go into it, and then if Cabrera does struggle, you know you still got that cushion, and it just just didn't happen, man. Dodgers are good. Very the Dodgers good. are good. The bullpen for the Cardinals was depleted. You'll have these stinkers from time to time. You you certainly will, but uh, it was a tough one to watch for sure. There's no doubt. And with with, with Verhagen, like you said, if, if the Cardinals win this game, we're probably not we're probably not talking about him. We're probably saying, yeah, he's okay. Yeah. He, he pitched bad, but we, we can live with it, right? But what you can't live with is yeah. when Verhagen and everybody else is, is poor because the only bullpen piece to not give up an earned run yesterday, Packy Naughton, right? Packy. So you have that going for you in terms of you have Naughton's stock rising and everybody else's is sinking, right? And like you said, Gallegos didn't have it. Gallegos has blown his sixth save yesterday. Six blown saves for somebody that mm. really is arguably not your full-time closer anymore. 
Ryan Helsley's taking yeah. over somewhat of that job, right? So you go bullpen ERA is really something I tend to look at. Three eight six isn't great, but in the bullpen you have these these weird things that happen. But still, three hits. He did not walk a batter. He looked good with a couple strikeouts, but you know, got to get Gio right. Got to tread water to the All Star break. Next four games, you've got to go five hundred. You just got to get to the All Star yeah. break, get the bullpen rested, get some guys back. I think after the All Star break, hopefully this bullpen is more rested. That, that's what you got to hope for, right? Yeah, yeah, they're uh, kind of limping towards the toward the All Star break here because guys are tired, man. Yeah. I mean, the first half of the season is coming into end, and I'm sure every team in, in the major leagues is dealing with some sort of fatigue factor at this point. Um, they were very, very good until last night. So I'm not saying let's blow it up. Right. We're we're all done. But last night it, it was a hiccup to again one of the best teams in the in Major League Baseball. Uh, so I'm not going to freak out about it too much. You, you just hope that, you know, they, they can learn from whatever mistakes that they made yep. and move on and uh, use it in a positive manner going into tonight's game. Try to get a series win against the Dodgers tonight. I mean, that, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, it's one game, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, this isn't uh, this wasn't a wild card matchup where we're out. No, we, we still got a whole half of the uh, season to go. And you still have a chance to win the series tonight. And then you got the Reds coming to town, unfortunately. Reds playing some good baseball right now, which I hate because uh, my wife is a Reds fan, and I hate it that she comes in with any type of momentum whatsoever. But uh, let, let's not let's not lose our minds here and think that everything's everything's screwed up and we have to start from scratch. It's it's not. We just have to move on to the next game. Yep, and the next game will again again be against the Dodgers, and it's one that again is going to be tough to win. But when you have an offense score five runs against one of the NL's top pitchers, an All Star. You feel pretty good. So bullpen malfunction, bullpen management. Maybe it was some people trying to blame John Mozeliak for the bullpen uh, creation. That's also an mm. argument. Mo gets a lot of heat, as most people in his position do. But uh, nevertheless, let's let's look at the positives, J.D., because the offense yesterday was a huge positive. So we'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But whether you're ready to pop the question or you're trying trying to celebrate a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping. That's at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as setting style. Everything is handmade. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will hand make them, and it's a one-of-a-kind engagement ring each and every time. Or if you're just looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, I'm right there with you. Use Blue Nile's jewelry experts that are on hand 24-7, available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Make your moments sparkle with blue jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners. That's you. will receive a special of $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive. You only get it by listening to Locked On Podcasts. It includes engagement. Use code Locked On L O C K E D E N. That's Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. We saw Goldenado driving a couple runs in the first inning. That's those are pretty likely characters, right? But you mentioned in the cold open on YouTube that we also saw some offense from some unlikely characters as Andrew Kisner still tries to fight for some playing time despite the news of Molina coming back. It was good to see Kiz produce. 
Yeah, he's uh, he's seeing the ball well. Two more hits last night. And don't look now, but other than Newpar in the lineup last night, all of the Cardinals starters have a batting average above 200, Lucas. How about that? That's the Mendoza line, <laughs> they have passed it, except for Newpar, who's uh, now at 198. Though, Newpar has two more hits last night, you know? Uh, they, they're getting contributions from... All sorts of people in the lineup. You, you mentioned Goldschmidt, Arenado. Um, you know, Goldie on a bit in a bit of a rut for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. right now, but but still contributing one for four, two RBIs last night. His average at three thirty two. Arenado's clearly seeing the ball better. Uh, ha- has made some adjustments. Uh, he puts another one out yesterday, hitting his eighteenth home run of the season. Um, the only the only real hole last night that I that I that I saw uh, Gorman goes over four Carlson over five yeah. and that number two spot that seems to be really the problem the more I look through the box scores and go through these games that number two hole they haven't found somebody really to sit there and be steady like it it, it just seems to be kind of an issue right now. Um, it was the number six hole. Pujols has been doing his thing. He had another hit last night. Uh, Dickerson, 0 for 4 last night, but he had some good at-bats. But, you know, they were able to get to one of the best pitchers in the league in Tony Gonsolin last night in just five innings. He he gives up five earned runs. They get seven innings. Strikes out six, but so what? I mean, it's okay. We'll be fine with that. But um, to see the bottom half of the order contribute, and you also had Goldie and Arenado jumping in. You had I – when you score six runs, you expect to win in the major leagues. Yeah. <laughs> you really – you, you expect that, especially at home. So you expected a W, and uh, unfortunately it didn't happen last night. But the the offense itself as a whole trending upwards. Yeah, turn, turning on, a, on an absolute straight trajectory, in my opinion. And that, that's really where they were struggling in the series against Atlanta last week. The offense was not hitting. And we said at the time, like we mentioned, you know, while we were talking about it, yes – this is a concern. The offense is struggling. We're going to talk about it. But we also know, and we same thing with the pitching that we just talked about in the first segment, we also know that it's a very long season, right? We know mm-hmm. that th- these these periods of struggle are going to happen, just like these periods of, of upward production are going to happen as well, which is what we're getting from the St. Louis Cardinals right now. Again, I know some of people might not really know the name, Tony Gonsolin, you know, maybe he's not a household name like an uh, um, Alcantara or a, a Burns, right? But Gonsolin's right in there in that conversation for, for NL Cy Young. So let, let's not just mm-hmm. dismiss the fact or lose in the weeds, lose in the bullpen conversation what the Cardinals offense did by scoring five runs off of Gonsolin. They got one more at the inning later. Mm-hmm. And they did it with some power. You know, you had, you had the, the Arnado home run, the Kisner double, right? So this is a good thing for this Cardinal offense. This, you know, it... it it's a rarity almost to have things go an upper trajectory at the same time. Usually you got to pick one or the other, and the team that ends up finding both things at the same time in October, those are the teams that win. But this offense right now, at least for the last couple, you know, call it a week since the, since the Brave series, on an upward trend, they need guys other than Goldsmith and Arnado to produce. They're getting that with the likes of Pujols, Dickerson, Newt Barr, Hard to believe I'm saying that. Uh, but even Andrew Kisner, <laughs> you mentioned everybody's got an average above 200. Kisner's right there. At, you know, he's above 208 now. His OPS is soaring. It's at 565 now. Uh, but, but no, the numbers continue to rise, which is a good thing. And it's great to see pools continue getting hits as well. Yeah, if you know how it is with the Major League Baseball season, a lot of uh, ups and downs, peaks and valleys. And you just got to work your way through it. Um, and, you know, we discussed this before the balance is what you're looking for at some point you're hoping it all comes together at once but 
Now the offense starting to come up. Starting pitching's been good, and then the bullpen implodes last night. So, you know, it's the balance, mm-hmm. and there always seems to be something with this team and that is down, you know? And when it all comes together, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing. But um, I, I these games happen. I, I just I, I feel bad for people who lose their minds over stuff like this. Yeah. Like, people should be fired. And everything's got to be turned over. It's not the case. Like you had a six to nothing lead over the Dodgers against arguably their best pitcher. I mean, you would say probably Kershaw, I guess, is it would be their ace just name alone. But Gonsolin's been incredible. Like his ERA just got over two because of last night's game. Right. All right. So they, they had a good approach and they took it to him. Just weren't able to come out with the victory in the end. But uh, the beautiful thing about baseball is there's always tomorrow. And we've got another game tonight. Yeah, we do. A little <laughs> bit of an earlier start tonight. But, again, I just want to focus on, on Kisner for, for, for just a moment real quick. Because sure. I think sure. he's somebody that I really do feel bad for. Because he, he was the, the second guy after Carson Kelly left. Like, oh, here comes another prospect for the catching position that's supposed yeah. to hit, right? And. He has at times, but you look at it right now, real, real quick. He's seven for his last eighteen. You know, that's a three to nine average in his last in his last seven games. You know, on base of four twenty one, slugging four forty four. That will play at the major league level. But anyways, back to the point is that he's kind of got lost, right? He was the second guy after Kelly. Kelly goes on hits twenty home runs in Arizona the year after he leaves when the Goldschmidt trade. So you're thinking good things, and he just can't get ahead of Yachty. Now, granted, nobody can, but Kisner is. I I, I was more high on Kisner than I was at Carson Kelly, at least at the, in their prospect days, right? Just for, for what Kisner did at the plate, I thought Kisner hit a little bit more. And now you got Ivan Herrera coming up again that now people think he's the catcher of the future. You're starting feeling, at least I am, really bad for Kisner because I think on a lot of major league teams, they could retool the swing, they could figure it out, and they could get him some playing time. I'm happy that he's producing. It's just we wonder how long it's going to last, right? So I just wanted to get that note in on Kisner real quick because I really do like Kisner. I think he can play. I just think he's having a tough time finding his footing at the major league level, and it's hard to get playing time when the person in front of you is a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, you're not getting the uh, the at-bats that you want to to get comfortable in the box, and playing time is very, very important at this level because if you're not playing, you just get stale. I mean, you can only take batting practice so many times. I mean, it's just not the same as taking uh, at-bats against live major league pitchers. So, um you know, he, he's a steady guy. Uh, when next year, when Molina's gone, will it be a Kisner Herrera combo? And then whoever plays the best plays the most. That's what we're kind of looking at. So, I mean, he's got to go out and compete and, and earn the job. And what he's done in the last couple of days has certainly opened up some eyes and will definitely get him more playing time for sure. Austin Romine, he was just kind of a little band aid until a pool hole or until uh, Molina gets back, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I know you're laughing. Austin Romine man, was on this team for some reason. Yeah. So um, I, I have no worries that Kisner will be here. And uh, and I'm sure they'll take it easy with Molina. I don't think Molina's going to come back and, you know, no. play six out of seven games each week like he's normally used to. They're going to let Kisner continue to play and get it bad. So uh, he, I think he's proven that he deserves the chance. Absolutely. If I, if I were a betting man, I would say that Molina only plays once every five days. You know, with, with Adam Wainwright coming in, to, uh, catching him. Some people think that that's how he should be playing now, only playing or should have been playing when he was when he was healthy, only with Wainwright. But hopefully, he gets they get a chance to break that record or at least tie it or get a little bit more of Yadi and Wainwright. You know, I just just hope for, for at least for the for the complete fan side of thing. I hope that it's just Yadi mm-hmm. and Wainwright get a few more good starts in. 
Yeah, I'm sure they will. And uh, if you're a betting person, as as Lucas mentioned, betonline.net, that is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball, NFL camps open up at the end of the month, and then you'll have those preseason games that will start on August 4th, the Hall of Fame game between the Jaguars and the Raiders. Who are you betting on there if you were to place a bet at betonline.net, Lucas? You got the Jags, you got the Raiders. Probably going Raiders. Uh, that's a tough, right. tough division in football, so I'm going with the Raiders. All right. Raiders currently one-and-a-half-point favorites in that one at betonline.net. And uh, you can go to BetOnline as your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Uh, the Open at St. Andrews begins today, so golf fans are going to be all over this one. And it's really fun. I don't know if you've ever bet on golf before, but it, I, I fall asleep watching golf. I love the sport. I can't stand watching it on TV. But when I place bets, then it makes it really, really enjoyable, yeah. and you'll stay awake for that one. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. Cardinals with a chance for a series win tonight. That's right, even against the the powerful Los Angeles Dodgers. But it will not be easy for a multitude of reasons. Number one, you look at who the Dodgers have on the mound. And Anderson, the lefties, 9-1, 3-15-year. I understand the Cardinals hit lefties very well. You'll see Albert in the lineup tonight. But he is a good pitcher. You've got Dakota Hudson on the mound, who has been trending downward over his last number of starts. Um, this ERA has gotten up to four, which his career ERA is only at three three seven. So very tall in his last seven starts. He's only gone 38 in the third innings pitch. He's given up 23 earned runs for a 540 ERA. And you have a short bullpen. So if we thought the task was tall yesterday with Wainwright and Gonsolin on the mound, there's a really good argument that the task is taller today with Hudson on the mound versus Anderson for a 615 start. Yeah, I mean, you might have Hicks back. Maybe that's maybe. a possibility, yeah. but I, I, I maybe. I mean, it's a big question mark. Uh, Helsley, in, in case, you know, because people were like, why didn't he pitch last yeah. night? And, and it was Gallegos to the end. Uh, had, had told Marmol that he, he wasn't, he just couldn't go. And uh, I'm sure he's dealing with fatigue as well. Yeah, I remember too. He's uh, he's never pitched this much yet in in the first half of the season. So um, he, he wasn't able to come in. He, he told Ollie. Look, I, I'm out today. Like, I'm just kind of beat up and a little sore. So uh, that's why you didn't see him in the game last night, in case you were wondering. Uh, but I would imagine he'd be available today as well. Um, Oviedo should be available. But here's the thing. Hudson, it, it, you never know what you're going to get, that's man. True. He's a box of chocolates, no as uh, Forrest Gump would say. Some days you're like, look at this. It's beautiful. He's got his sinker going. He's down in the zone. They're pounding it into the turf and Arenado and – Edmund are getting like 15 ground balls in the game, and it's a wonderful thing. And then you have the one games where he can't find the, the just the feel of the pitch, mm-hmm. and he's all over the place. Like he's walking people, he's up in the zone, and that's when the nasty, ugly Dakota Hudson comes out, and he just gets thrashed. If that happens today, they're in big trouble. They're big in trouble. big trouble because the the bullpen is depleted, as you mentioned. We saw what happened to him last night. They're all exhausted. 
I don't know what happens. I don't know if Pujols is ready to come in and pitch again. I don't know what they're going to do, <laughs> what what position player will be able to come in, but I hope we don't have to find out, Lucas, to be honest with you, because I don't want to see it. Totally agree. Well, you'd much rather have the, the good chocolate. I don't know. You, you can all figure what your favorite kind of chocolate is, but hopefully Dakota Hudson is that tonight. But just to go to your point on Helsley for just a moment, 2019, he pitched 36 and two-thirds of an inning, 12 innings in the COVID season, 47 and a third innings last year. But you got to remember, that was with some injuries. He spent a good amount of time yes. on the IL, and that was over a full season. We are just over mm-hmm. halfway into the season this year, and he's only – nine innings, eight and two-thirds of an inning behind that mark. So he is pitching. Yeah. His his rate is much higher than it's ever been. So he's got to be honest yeah. with himself. And it might be frustrating not to have him pitch yesterday, but I'd much rather have him healthy and fresh in October than yeah. burnt out in July, right? So just a quick note on that. Good point by you, J.D. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you mentioned that Dakota Hudson is is a wild card, absolute wild card. Hopefully you see Albert in lineup tonight again against the left and that the offense can continue to do what they're doing. But – as you, we well know, the Dakota Hudson might throw eight shutout innings and the Cardinals might get shut out for eight innings. That's a very real possibility, mm-hmm. but that's the yeah. beauty of baseball, right? That You have the unknown, yeah. you have the unpredictability, and it's just a beautiful thing. It's going to be a, a tough thing. If, if I were a predicting person, I think baseball is very hard to predict. I would predict a loss tonight, J.D. I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I know that I'm Cardinal, but like sometimes you just got to be real. Right? <laughs> but sometimes you just got to be real and look at look at the what, what's going on because Oviedo and Hicks both threw 38, 37 pitches respectively, or 37, 38, excuse me. So you would imagine, again, like you said, both are unavailable. So it's going to be a tall task mm. tonight against the Dodgers. But I do want to talk about real quick before we wrap up is Cardinals are going to get somebody back this week, hopefully two people back this weekend. There's talks about Tyler O'Neill mm-hmm. being activated today, Thursday. As we record, he has not been, obviously. And then Steven Matz has been very lightly penciled yeah. in to that Sunday start against the Reds. Yeah, and that's that's huge uh, to, to get a fresh arm. Uh, I would like to – they sent Zach Thompson down to stretch it out because they want to bring him back as a, as a starter is what uh, they're looking at. Uh You'd be a nice name to just kind of bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know all the rules about transactions and how many times somebody can move up and down, whatever, in a certain amount of time. I don't know what, what, the, what the rules are there. But, um, you know, maybe send somebody down and let Thompson come back up just so you have available arms mm-hmm. for the next uh, four games against the Dodgers and then the Reds because you need some fresh arms because you can't have what happened last night happen again where you're just running on fumes with guys who, who, aren't, who shouldn't be out there. Mm-hmm. because they're exhausted, you know, uh, and Ollie's only got so much to work with. I mean, that's all you have, okay? If, if I if I only have a certain amount of tools in my in my toolbox, that's all I can try to do to put this thing together, and that's what happened last night, and you saw it implode. So um, it'll be huge to get Matt's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a healthy Matt, too, apparently look good down in Memphis yeah. like uh, in, his, in his couple starts. So that's great to hear. He's not dealing like the, the issues there. Uh, O'Neal will be huge to get another right-handed bat in the lineup. I know. Yeah. The, 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 well, a little shoulder tuck. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, and then uh, to get O'Neal in the lineup, so you would have, hopefully, if he does get activated for tonight, that'd be awesome because then you would have, uh, you could have him, Carlson, Yepes. You wouldn't have to put any of the left-handed bats out mm-hmm. there. You would uh, accept maybe Gorman or I guess Sosa could start instead and – uh you got a lot of you, you, know, you have more right, options. Yeah. You, you definitely have a ton more options with um, O'Neill in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you could put that all righty lineup in uh, against the lefty tonight and do what you can. Yep. 
And the thing too, I will say one thing about I will say one thing about the the guy who's throwing tonight for that. He doesn't walk a lot of guys, so he's going to be around the zone. So don't be afraid to go up there and hack at the first one, boys, because he's going to be he's going to be throwing strikes. If you would have told me that the Cardinals would have scored fourteen or excuse me thirteen total runs in the first two games, seven and six respectively. Uh, you're feeling pretty good about it, right? So do the Cardinals have any runs left over for the Thursday game in the series? Because we know earlier in the season, the offense was feast or famine. So hopefully that trend does not yeah. continue tonight uh, as the Cardinals go for a series win against the best team in the National League, World Series favorites, Los Angeles Dodgers. What you got there, J.D.? Is that a, a snake on your shirt? Cobra? Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. you got to fight. No mercy, Cardinals. No mercy. no mercy. No mercy. You fight back, boys. Love that. Love that. So be sure to make Lockdown MLB Prospects your second listen of today. JD and I will be back tomorrow to hopefully talk about a series win. But also we'll be talking about these series coming up against the Cincinnati Reds. Yes, they're the Reds, but JD mentioned they're on a bit of a roll. So it might be a little bit more of a difficult Ooh. series than the Cardinals might want as we sprint towards the All-Star break. Maybe we trip and stumble towards the All-Star break, but we will get there <laughs> nonetheless. So thanks for tuning in to today's episode. From JD and myself, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.